0: A Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. You doing? Online. You to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The
1: Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show.
0: Available wherever you stream.
1: Catch up on past interviews and episodes. Very stoked to welcome on back to the show. John now. Grayson Subscribe
0: from uh, Five so for don't Fighting miss and Pete Thorne of on the it. show for the first time. Uh, their new song, uh, Can One Man Save the World, available now. All the proceeds going to save our allies. We're going to talk all about that and this incredible guitar auction that you guys had a couple of weeks ago, raising some great funds for an incredible cause. Uh, welcome back to the show. John from Five for Fighting and Pete Thorne. How you guys doing? Excellent. Thanks, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> Mitch is Thanks off today.
0: He, he sends his regards. He uh, had uh, another thing to take care of. So you got me solo today. So it'll, <laughs> it'll Even be better. Like, <laughs> we, I won't be busting your balls about hockey. So you got that. A <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I, I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. We don't got a lot of time. Um, just real quick. I mean, um, John, talk about this new song. Last time we spoke, you had the the protest song, which is phenomenal. This time around, it's a little bit different.
2: Yeah, Uh, Talk a little bit about this big tune. Uh, When the war in Ukraine broke out, I think many of us were inspired by President Zelensky. Uh, You know, our first offer was a plane ticket and he said, keep your plane ticket and send me some stingers. And I think we all thought this is a different guy. You know, not just him, but but, you know, he has a family and children, knowing that his family and children would likely be killed. That's what everybody expected early in the war. So I was inspired to write a song, um, kind of recognizing the fortitude of the Ukrainian people. And I wrote it very fast initially, uh, piano, vocal. I put it out in a day because you might remember early in the war, the Russian assassins were hunting him. And yeah. he said, you know, I may not be here in 24 hours. So I put it out uh, just kind of as a expression of, of um, you know, appreciation and mm-hmm. not knowing where it would go. And, it, you know, people appreciated the song, but then I, I had a fascinating opportunity a few months later to go to Ukraine and record the song with the Ukrainian orchestra um, in the battlefield um, just outside of Kiev in front of the symbol of Ukrainian independence, which is an airplane. It's the biggest cargo plane in the world. It's called the yeah. Maria. And we were able to sit there in front of this destroyed plane that Putin blew up in the beginning of the war to try to gut the Ukrainians. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and performed the song. And it was um, very moving. I mean, we could talk for hours about my experience there. But uh, that that video certainly kind of went viral worldwide. And we were playing it doing our tour uh, mm-hmm. this summer. And we we're so grateful to have Pete. I hadn't played with Pete in 20 years. And we were just f- so thrilled that he was able to do this tour and we would play the song every night and um and and one day you know Pete said you know I have this guitar that's very special to me and i've always wanted to find a cause um kind of worthy of of the guitar and 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 who uh who loved to play this guitar and he could tell you about that person um and he said why don't we donate it to save our allies who's getting proceeds from the song so it's been quite a quite an experience with the song and and Pete was so great uh, so amazing and and um to to donate this guitar and and uh uh the auction you know we recorded a version of the song with this guitar and uh it's, it's been very special and very humbling
0: yeah uh, of course you can check out the video now it's on youtube i mean it's it's incredibly powerful i mean seeing the plane and you guys perform it's like it i mean i wouldn't have even conceptualized that in the middle of what is going on like to even go over there let alone shoot a music video and do the recording everything i mean it's it's you guys are awesome that's all i could say
2: Thanks. Yeah. I had a lot of help. A series of minor miracles had to occur. You know, we had to get the blessing of the ministry over there, but it's another example of how music, you know, can permeate borders and, you know, provide spotlights on issues that other mediums can't. And I, and I think the Ukrainians, you know, understood that, um, that artists of the world supporting them, uh, matter. I mean, the songs, uh, songs can get into Russia and the Russian people can see these things. So there's a lot of things that go into music, um, in these kind of these situations these these historic uh you know terrible things um that can make a difference and move the needle so uh again no we we're, we were very fortunate to go there i was struck by the fortitude of the ukrainian people it makes sense how this david is standing up to this goliath um and uh but also seeing the devastation firsthand and frankly seeing some of the sites of the atrocities really brought it home and I think I wish every American could see what I saw. And I think maybe their their feelings about Ukraine might be a little different. Um,
0: yeah, the opinion might change just a tad, you know, uh, Pete, talk a little bit about why you wanted to get involved in this uh, in the project.
1: Well, John was just so passionate about it. And through his experience, I mean, a little bit about what he's been saying about going there. Uh and experiencing firsthand which is one of the great things about music and touring that we get to do as musicians and it's not lost on me ever that we get to go to some places experience people and culture and it's just sort of the byproduct the, the you know the of the of the career that we do but it's so special and it really like John said it brings it home so just his uh firsthand experience going there uh, and his um his passion for the project um this isn't political to me you know it's it's about fr- it's about freedom mm-hmm. and I read an interesting article this morning that said you know uh we can't underestimate the value for the world of what a Ukrainian victory which is you know I, it's it's early it's still early days I feel like but it's like I think we're seeing it trend in that direction which is a little incredible. bit it's and not the, the, good the power movie. The power of that in a world that's really dark right now and whatnot, um, you know, I just think is 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 immeasurable. The guy's right. I mean, we can't underestimate that the the, the positive that's going to come out of that. Uh, you know, standing up to this, you know, a a, a dictator. No no matter what side that you're on, I think John went there and he saw, like he says, the fortitude of these people. And they just, like anybody anywhere in the world, they just want to be free and live their lives. And like, you know, I just feel like this whole thing is so a relic of Cold War. I'm a Cold War kid. I mean, I grew up, you know, uh, throughout that. And I just so maybe I just feel like, oh, yeah, those feelings of like growing up in the 80s. And I remember what it was like. You know, and 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 also uh, another thing I'd like to say is uh, not to get too out in the weeds, but I've been watching the documentary on PBS. Um, the us and the holocaust and i feel like it's so fantastic and everybody should go watch it because it's just this it's it's so well made Mm -hmm. and i just feel like john John had you know every night before he would play can one man save the world he would uh he would speak about the video and speak about the experience and why he's so involved in it he'd say we've seen this movie before the way that this plays out Mm -hmm. and that i feel like is the story told in uh the us and the holocaust and you know we can be apathetic toward these these things or we can take a stand a courageous stand and then what I think ultimately what's going to end up happening is um we're going to see that we don't end up with you know US or NATO sort of boots on the ground in a terrible conflict uh that that could be you know just just a never-ending you know awful thing for the world so anyway not to ramble, but I just got so passionate about all that. You can tell that I, I I think about this a lot daily. Yeah. And um, but at the core, you know, this guitar and Save Our Allies, you know, s- sort of the contribution to them. They're a humanitarian aid org- organization. It's mm-hmm. ex-military, special forces, folks like that that have a certain skill set that they've said, hey. I want to be of some use i want to go and do some some great things for some people that need food water medicine shelter you know they're experts in like relocation and extraction and getting people out of zones that are dangerous yeah the elderly folks that can't you know do things for themselves so it's just an amazing organization i feel like and these are people that are putting their own savings and their own butts on the line you know to go over and just help people and yeah. that's who we're supporting you know and so it's not this this auction and the proceeds of the auction aren't going to any government or towards a war effort or anything like that it's about actually helping people on the ground so it's fantastic because that's obviously the human side of this is is the devastating you know it's just people trying to live their lives yeah it really is more of like a
0: humanitarian pro humanitarian project than you know like a you know funding war or anything like that like it,
1: it's yeah amazing. leave that up to the you know that's this. This is about people, and John went there and he saw it. You know, I mean, he can tell you the stories about going there and seeing. You know, the riding and the ambulance and th- the different things that these folks are. You know, it's it's an incredible uh, thing that they're doing.
0: Yeah. So obviously, the guitar auction has come to a close. To raise some great money for Save Our Allies. Talk a little bit about the guitar and uh, you know where it came from, and you know, I mean, you were playing it, but also somebody special was playing it as well.
1: Yeah. You can actually go get it if you want in a second here but it's a it's a guitar that was made by um uh, washburn for me around 2007 or 8. it was made in the washburn custom shop uh, by a luthier there <coughs> and so it's a usa made washburn guitar it's a really beautiful guitar it sounds great we actually played it on the last tour but i took it on tour with uh chris cornell uh in 2009 and I started, you know, using it on songs like Seasons and Sun Shower and different songs that I would play acoustic on. But Chris was having some problems getting an acoustic sound that he liked during that mm. tour. And I said, why don't you try my guitar? And he said, sure. So he took it. And um, he's like, this thing sounds great, you know. So he ended up playing it in his acoustic set, too. Uh, oh, wow. know because he would do about four or five songs every night just solo on acoustic in the middle of our set what was the problem with his
0: acoustic like like he just like it was too jangly for him or like like
1: you know at the end of the day just on a on a purely guitar geeky technical level he had some guitars out that just had an under saddle pickup Mm. and they can tend to sound a little Uh, like I don't know how to like maybe tinny or one-dimensional right this guitar actually has a great preamp system built in that has a microphone combined with that and it those guitars tend to have a much more natural kind of response a little more 3D and a little more like you know like you're sitting in front of a guitar in the room or something if you got like a
0: eyed guitar it'll either sound like you know like the 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 clingy hysteria Def Leppard tone or uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, the ding, 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 or it'll sound like an actual acoustic guitar. Like, it depends on how you're micing it, or, you know.
1: Exactly. And that's what James Taylor evidently used to love the pickup system and the preamp that's in this guitar, which is why the Luthier chose it for this particular guitar, because he said mm-hmm. this is what James always used in the, you know. And yeah. so uh, it, it, it's an LR Bag system that's in it. So anyways, combination of that and just the guitar being really nice woods and construction, uh, it just it ended up being a really great guitar. Yep. And, you know, I've had it for years, and I just thought, Chris played this guitar, and, you know, uh, if his family would get behind it, I'd love to donate this guitar for some sort of cause that yeah. that makes sense, you know, to help people.
0: Is that a so, weird conversation, to have to go to the family and be like, you know, like, I know he played it, it's not signed by him, it wasn't owned by him, but, you know, we could get some good money for it. Like, is that a weird conversation to have, or?
1: Not really, because he, uh, I'm I'm pretty tight with them still, I speak to, to, uh, to them quite a bit, and I just floated it. Uh, you know to Chris's widow Vicki and and she said that sounds like a great org I sent her to the uh Save Our Alleys website and she said this sounds like a great cause of course go for it and that was as yeah. much as it you know and she's she's just so sweet and I um I still work with Chris's daughter Tony sometimes we just we did a James Corden show and Fallon nice. and stuff recently she's a great singer so um you know I'm still tight with them and the family and stuff I, I feel like they're actually family to me so so no yeah. it was actually totally natural
0: def- <laughs> definitely helps <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, uh, John, just real quick, because I do want to see the guitar. If you want to go grab it really quick. I'll do that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, John, when you're writing the song, I mean, is it is it weird to write from a different place and a different perspective? Like, as opposed to just writing like a Five for Fighting radio song, you're trying to actually tell a story and bring awareness to something. Is it, is it a little bit more difficult to tackle that subject matter versus just like a pop song?
2: It's actually easier. I mean, the last two songs I've written, you mentioned the Afghanistan song and now the Ukraine song. Mm. Um you know, those are basically inspirations. They're just kind of bursts of of uh, sentiment, and so you start with this reason, this calling um, to write something. I really took no pleasure in writing either of these songs. They're both well, no because ter- how do you? I mean, you're writing about atrocities, right? Exactly. But on the other hand, you know, there's a great history of people writing protest songs in this country to raise awareness about issues. So for me, in a way, these came. Much more easier than hundred years Superman. The songs you have to craft, and you're trying to check every box and get to the chorus in forty, you know, seconds, and you know all these yep. crazy things. A
0: and R guy over your shoulder. Like.
2: Yeah, and all, and also to be honest, you know, I'm in a place in my career now where I'm I'm not chasing hits. You know, I'm not trying to have the success I did in in 2004. I, I realize you know those times have come and gone, and, and I have this kind of luxury to just write songs I want to write. And, you know, Blood of My Hands didn't have one spin on the radio and got millions of impressions. And this Ukraine song went around the world, again, without very any, any spins on the radio. So yeah. I found that, you know, there's other ways now to make an impact. And um, and it just doesn't stop, stop with this song. I mean, one thing this song has allowed is given a stature around the world. And we're calling for bigger things. Pete's aware of this. But we're calling for a Live Aid-type concert for Ukraine. Um, we have history of that, of artists coming together in these critical times, in these tipping point of history times. You know, of mm-hmm. course, Live Aid, Sun City. Uh, I played the concert for New York. I saw first firsthand playing the concert for New York, how those kind of concerts can capture the world, refocus the world on on issues, whether it's solace for for those after 9-11 or supporting these people literally fighting for survival in Ukraine. And of course, the Afghans who are still trapped in the 14th century now. So. Mm-hmm. These songs, for me, um, again, I take no pleasure in them. I hope I never have to write another one. But, again, they're just inspirations of of current events that, that frankly, make them, I wouldn't say easy, mm-hmm. but I almost feel obligated to write them. And and, and that's certainly the case with, with Can One Man Save the World.
0: Yeah. And the story is there. You just kind of have to pull from it. It is. Yeah.
1: Uh, so you got the guitar. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, there it is. It really is you know like i would actually forgotten some details about it like it's got, i don't know if it shows but it's got flame maple binding all the way around which what? is really beautiful Oh yeah you can you can kind inside. of see it
0: through the lighting there yeah so,
1: yeah it's a terrific guitar so some somebody's got a great guitar uh coming their way so oh look at that that's amazing uh can one yeah. man save the world
0: uh available now go stream it go download it go watch the music video you can also donate you got the links in the description on the youtube video and everything and it all goes to uh save our allies which is a fantastic cause um, it's incredible how, you know, like Pete, I've never had you on the show before. Cause I'm a big fan. I followed a YouTube channel, all your guitar videos and stuff. Uh, big Van Halen fan. Of course, today is the anniversary of Edward Van Halen passing away. Um, talk a little bit about that and, uh, talk a little bit about Edward and the impact that he had on your life.
1: Oh man. I mean, Eddie was my, uh, I always say like a spiritual guitar godfather, you know, uh, yeah. he had such a big impact on me growing up. And then years later, um, I actually got a chance to become friends with him, which was just unbelievable. You know, around 2009, I was introduced to him and it was actually through Chris. It's kind of a crazy, it's a crazy long story, but um, it was through Chris that we, that that we initially uh, met. Would Chris um, hang out with Edward or? Sorry? Would Chris hang out with Edward or like? No, he did so back so they were buddies back around the late i believe it's like kind of late 90s maybe early 2000s and eddie always wanted to do something with chris uh, music edward class. van halen and chris
0: cornell imagine that
2: yeah it's all and, over they, they, sure. it, it, nothing there's nothing tops that. no <laughs> yeah eddie like...
1: loved his voice and that's just he used to be like man i love him you know we were always talking about doing something together and so it, that's how I met him is it's, it's, a, it's a long, it's a crazy long story. And I don't know if you have to, uh, time. You got the time. Right if you want to tell the story, go for it.
2: Well, <laughs> I want to hear the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now
1: I'm getting myself into it. uh he, Here's what happened. So um, I recorded a few versions uh, of songs from Chris's Scream album, which came out in 2009, mm-hmm. I do believe, or eight or nine. Uh, it was a uh, kind of an interesting collaboration between Chris and Timbaland. Yeah. And so it was a totally different kind of album for Chris. And I wanted to actually record a couple tunes and kind of produce them up in a completely different style, Um, like very acoustic bass stripped down. And just because a song is a song is a song. And you can approach it in so many different ways. You know, you could make a metal song into a country song if you just produce it differently. Mutt Lang and Bob Rock will have two different sounding records. Exactly, exactly. So I produced up a couple versions of uh, a a song uh, called Long Gone and Scream, the title track from the album in a very stripped down kind of acoustic way with uh, uh, you know, brushes on the snare drum and upright bass and stuff and me playing acoustic guitar. So um, Chris listened to them he's like, I love this, man. This is like, he's like, this is, this is working uh, right from where I'm sitting right now. We're across the street in a parking lot, listening to them in my car. I remember. Wow. And he looked at me and he said, Hey, what do you think if we got Eddie to work on this? If we would ask him to, to play on it? And I, he didn't even say Eddie Van Halen. He just said Eddie, you know, cause we'd talked about that he had a friendship with him and I was yeah. like, are you serious like are you like are you kidding me like because he just i was like a hundred percent like yeah like let's do that yeah so okay. anyway i was so excited and he said okay you know i'll get in touch with him now chris like a lot of songwriters he would have a lot of ideas and think about things and stuff and then they might just kind of go away right he's an, yeah. he's an idea guy. He's an artist so um nothing happened over the next few weeks i think i might have asked him once or twice you know and uh oh yeah yeah I gotta do that I gotta hit him up and nothing happened well one day my my good friend Dave Friedman who did all Eddie's paddleboard work and rack work and stuff I was in his shop and he said I'm on my way up to Ed's up to 5150 to do some work and um uh I said can you do me the biggest favor can you just ask you know Mm -hmm. it's say Chris Cornell floated the idea of you maybe working on a song and uh would you be interested in something like that and he um he said "Yeah, sure and 45 minutes later he texted me he said ed wants you to call him here's his cell phone number
2: <laughs> i was just
1: like oh
2: come <laughs> on
1: yeah okay so i'll try and not make this story too long because i can go on and on No, nope, keep going but keep I going i called him and i left him a, a message and which I, you know, I'm nervous as hell, but I, hi, this is Pete Thorn. I play with Chris Cornell and, you know, <laughs> Are you trying to be professional or are you fangirling? <laughs> oh, I was totally trying to be professional. Keep it cool. <laughs> well, you have to, you know, yeah. but, um, but so I, le- I left him a message and he called me back a couple days later and we spoke and he said, well, how soon can you come up to the studio and play me this stuff? You know? And I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. So we set up a date. I drove up to 5150 and he was just so cool i get out of the car and there he is and you know he gives me a big hug and uh and he said okay let's go up to the studio and take a listen before that you know he said come in the house you know hang out I, I gotta eat something he was eating a chicken salad i remember that it was just like this is my hero you know <laughs> this is awesome yeah, and then we drove up to the studio and uh he took me in 5150 and he didn't know that I you know I, I he was so um humble in in many ways and and sort of unassuming and he said you know this is the studio where we've done everything since 1984 that was the album with jump on it yeah and I, I was thinking like yeah I, I know uh, I'm well aware
2: <laughs> ob8 <laughs> you know. setting a1 that's right <laughs> you're like you're like that that's exactly
1: that's, exactly. that's, that's the pound cake h3000 I, I see it <laughs> totally so so anyways it, we put on the track and uh we sat there at the console and listened to this song and i, I just you know it's, it's me playing acoustic guitar on it with uh, my buddy toss on drums and john button on bass and i'm sitting there listening to it come out of speakers just thinking this is this st- i thought i thought i would meet this fella sometime and i didn't know it would be under this kind of you know under the this under in this
0: circumstances
1: so it was incredible um and I don't want to get anybody excited thinking that this ever got finished because it didn't. Um, but he did work on it. Uh, and, you know, I would go up there over the next couple of weeks and he had played on it and I would listen to it and just be like, this is I can't believe this is happening. But this is, you know, myself and Eddie on a track. Um mm-hmm. uh, and then it it's a it's it's a long story but it's just uh, it never got a vocal on it by chris you know that was what it wow. was and he got busy doing the next van halen record right around then and and uh, yeah. producing things up and it ended up you know he was just like yeah man i got busy doing this and it just never ended up getting finished but um if anybody has seen chris on tour during his songbook tour. He played to a, a records on stage during that tour. I think it was 2011, 2012, and he would kind of drop the needle on an album and then play along. That's actually the version of the song that Ed played on, if you can find that on YouTube, him playing along to the song Scream on really? tour during his songbook tour. And that's, you know, he kind of wanted it to look like a living room on stage, and like he was just jamming at home. So he dropped yeah. the needle on an album. He had the version put on an LP and uh but it, it, that's not the version with ed on it you know because i've never i heard it once i went up there and listened to what ed had done on it and then we just never finished it it was just one of those things you know
0: you never got a copy of like the rough demo with ed or like uh
1: playing unfortunately i i only heard it like really once going up there to listen to the work that he'd done on it and so somewhere at 5150 there's a 24 track reel with that on it and i oh. someday i'd love to you know it was um, on tape but yeah yeah he did it on tape what? he did it <laughs> I could go on and on about that too. He doesn't work in Pro Tools. He said, how do you record? And I said, I record in Logic, you know, the, uh, the DAW, right? The yeah. digital audio workstation. And he said, I, I use Logic too. That's why I record analog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: This is hilarious. But so yeah, he just took a two track version of the song that I gave him. He literally dumped it down to 24 track reel. And I remember this, his remote was broken for his Studer tape deck right then and right. and the machine the Studer was all the way around in another room from the control room where he was going to sit and play guitar. So he described to me that when he was working on it, he had to run out to the machine room, push record on the machine, run back in with enough leader on the tape, listen yeah. for the count and then start playing. I thought <laughs> I've got Eddie Van Halen running back and forth between the control room and, and his machine room you know? oh my god it, it was unbelievable just, unbelievable it was, it was crazy but um anyway but just, we stayed friends yeah. uh, for the next 10 years after that and I would go up there and visit him sometimes I ended up working on some videos for his you know different guitar pedals and stuff because I do that for you yeah I've seen a bunch of those yeah yeah and so and, and and he was just really gracious I mean he he was just such a, sw- a swell guy you know he was just awesome I mean you know he got me tickets to see jeff beck i remember in 2010 he's like you want to go see jeff i'll get i'll get you on the list you know <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. awesome <laughs> you remember, like, uh, like eddie van halen getting you a get uh you know pass to go see jeff beck it was just like he was such a sweet sweet dude and um i just yeah can't say enough good things about him so
0: yeah that seems to be the overall sentiment about all the people we've spoken to about edward it's like he's it, it, overall he was just a nice guy
1: he really was at the core you know he had his troubles and his ups and downs like anybody but i will say from the time that i met him till the uh you know till his unfortunate passing which is just like you say today's the anniversary two years it's hard to believe but uh he was just so on the straight and narrow and working hard eating healthy working out like and he had that guy was tough i mean he went through a lot of stuff that not, not even you know not a lot of people know about i mean he had bouts of illness and all kinds of things and he just was so working so hard to be healthy and um just be the best guy he could be you know and i think a lot of that was he was such a great father you know he was there for wolf and he just wolf gave him like a real shot and you know he just loved his son so much mm-hmm. and so he wanted to be there and just he was just living this uh the best life he could uh you know the whole time that i knew him so um, yeah yeah it was special
0: did he ever gift you like any gear or anything or
1: yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've got a wolfgang guitar and uh one time i brought him a phaser for christmas uh like i you know a, a custom made in canada actually it's a company called retrosonic and the guy had oh, a, a it was like a really nice f- version of a phase 90 and he had the whole backplate engraved to edward van halen for you know he did it for me oh that's I got cool phaser and i brought it to him and he was like Oh man, I got it. And he's like, I got to give you something. He ran in the other room. He got me a pair of the striped Converse. And then he got me a wah pedal. So I've got one of his striped, you know, Eddie Van Halen wahs. He was just handing me all this stuff. Take this, take (laughs) this, you know, it's so sweet, you know, so. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Hell of a guy.
0: Look, um, can one man save the world? Absolutely. And this new song from John Andresick, Five for Fighting, and uh, Pete Thornman. It's available now wherever you get your music. Go and watch the video, stream it, download it, do what you got to do, and donate to the Great Cause. All the links are up there, and they got all the uh, pretty much links to uh, Save Our Allies and uh, everything you need, uh, saveourallies.org as well, if you want to go directly to it. Uh, it was great to chat with you guys today. Uh, John, it's always nice to talk to you. Pete, super nice to meet you.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it and uh, just feel really good about this cause and somebody's going to get a great guitar So, And thanks, John, for, you know, uh, thanks, John, actually, for opening my eyes a little bit more to what's going on over there. And I I encourage everybody to go watch his great video for Can One Man Save the World? Because like through music and, you know, just I'm watching the video like a fan of John over there playing in front of the Maria and what he did. Yeah, it it's raised my awareness level as well. And that's the power of music. So totally uh
0: john you got any tour dates you want to plug anything going on in the world of five for fighting aside from the song or well
2: i'm already locking pete thorn in for next summer i don't care what he's got booked we're gonna <laughs>
0: nice <laughs>
2: yeah. we're gonna we're gonna be out all summer next year and yeah we'll be doing some stuff in the spring with this drink quartet but uh, yeah I, again thank you jeremy for sharing our, our cause and uh, i love that we uh we ended on such a positive story you know we all Uh, in this business have opportunities to meet our icons and our influences and it doesn't always go that way And, and and we've all heard how wonderful eddie uh was and uh it's 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 great to to end on that high note so thanks you guys love you pete thanks jeremy and uh look forward to talking again one day
1: an all new episode of the mitch lafon and jeremy white
2: show tuesday at noon available wherever you stream Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit youtube.com
1: slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're
2: verified. At Mitch Lafon and at Jeremy White MTL.